Welcome, welcome, welcome to Blended Couple on Fire podcast. We are on season three, episode 20. And today we're talking about why your boundaries suck. Suck. And why, what you can do about it. And that's coming up right now. Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. So welcome to the show today. Welcome, Ms. Sarah Devine. Hello, our wonderful friend. Uh, if you're joining us today, today we are going to be talking about boundaries and why most people's boundaries suck, why they suck, and not just why they suck, but what can we do about that. But before we get started today, do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, I'm down to six Coke Zero Vanillas, people. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is an ongoing theme every week now. <laughs> It's, I like mean, a, it's like an SOS, okay, for first world I'm problem people. We're gonna start rationing them. That's what some <laughs> one of my friends just texted me. One of my friends actually just texted me and said, "What is that kind flavor of Coke that you like?" And I told her, and she's like, "My son works for Coke. I'll have him watch, look out." And I'm like, "Okay, good." I'm like, "I have six left," and she's like, "Rations." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> Dumping them a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna do like when you go to Mexico where they pour it in a Ziploc bag and then put a straw in it. We can section it off. Whatever. No, the only thing I wanted to say is we all struggle with this. So sometimes we'll, depending on the situation, we'll revert to like old things that we do. So we can have really good and be really solid and have healthy boundaries around 90% of our life. And then maybe like one thing that we have, we still, and we all have those little areas in our life where we don't really have it quite right yet. So this is something that not me get it, get it all right. Does everyone see like how tan he is? Like not that tan and how white I am. Lord. Well, well, it's not really fair because I, I'm like the pool boy. Okay. Of the home. Okay, so I'm always in there. Well, he does take care of the pool. Doing all that stuff, yeah. So More like pool man. Pool man, right? I'm not a boy. I'm yeah. Pool old man, right? That's me. All right. I'm oh, just... my gosh. <laughs> what? Pool old man. You're my palm. Palm <laughs> um, <laughs> wonderful. I like doing analogies. <laughs> um, or acronyms, I should say. So I just think that this is an area that we can all like learn from as far as how to make our boundaries better, how to remind ourselves like maybe, hey, we're slipping back into old ways or we don't aren't doing them correctly or we need friends to help remind us like that's okay or hey, that isn't okay type of thing. So we had a lot of fun talking about this and getting our points together. Yes, it was a lot of fun. And we really enjoyed the word saying the word suck a lot. So that was kind of fun too. What's up, T Brown? What's going on, my man? I hope life is treating you and your wonderful family good. Um, yeah. Fourth of July was really fun this year. So we did this year, we decided to have a get together at our house on Fourth of July. And so uh, we actually ended up having a lot of people come. So it was a lot of fun. So now in Michigan, here, if you live in Michigan, uh, it was like 90 degrees and like 200% humidity. You could literally like cut through it with a knife. <laughs> you could. It felt like you were like, oh, I don't need to get in the pool. I'm swimming through the humidity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> not even a joke, right? <laughs> no. So, of course, you know, as when people get together, they said they want to do yard games. And, of course, we're all just soaking wet doing yard games. 
because we have to do things. But we do have a pool, so a bunch of kids were in the pool, so that actually worked out really good. But it turned out great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It We had a lot of fun. We yeah. go to Frankenwood every year yep. on July 3rd, and then we 4th of July we had some people, friends and family over, yep. and it was a lot of fun. We ended up with you know almost close to 30 people, counting the kids. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's really funny. So I had a final paper that I had to do for one of my classes, so I stayed up that night and did it, and then to be turning my midnight. So Christy got into bed, and she fell asleep. It was probably like around 10 o'clock, and she was so tired. I'm not even joking you. It was 4th of July happening outside of our window because there's a big park that's like, yeah. I mean, maybe an eighth of a mile up the road. Yeah, it's not far. And they were doing their 4th of July fireworks. And I'm like, I do not know how this woman is sleeping through this. Like, it was insane amount of fireworks they were doing. You didn't wake up at all. She just... I had a very long weekend. I logs. really did not sleep. I only got like two to three hours of sleep like each night. Yeah. So I was... And you then, were out cold. Yeah. I slept pretty hard. No, it was wild. It was like crazy. It was like a war going on out there and she was sleeping right through. It was kind of cool, actually. All right. So we have some points we want to make, right? So we talk about boundaries. Sometimes we think we have healthy boundaries, and but the majority of the time, unless we're very, very, very intentional about it, about our boundaries, most of the time our boundaries suck. They just do. And we have to understand like- Embrace the suck. Yeah, right. Always embrace the suck. But yeah. I think it's important that we understand- our boundaries and how to treat those boundaries. So we have some things that we really want to talk about. So we got about, what about five different points here that we mm -hmm. want to make. So the very first one is a lot of times why our boundaries suck is because we become people pleasers. Yeah. So I think when it comes to setting healthy boundaries, so the key in this is healthy, okay, healthy boundaries. And a lot of times the people pleasers or the codependents, they really suck at setting any boundaries whatsoever, whether they're unhealthy or healthy, because they want to constantly, um, they have a lot of guilt and they don't ever want anybody mad at them. So they always just want to be like, especially in blended families, you don't want to upset your biological kids. You don't want to upset your stepkids. You don't want to upset your ex. You, you have a hard time standing for anything or standing up for anything or voicing your opinion about anything because you are a people pleaser or codependent. So you don't want to have an opinion. You may want to state your opinion. And then as soon as someone says something, you're like, okay, that's fine. Because you just are scared to have people mad at you or you don't like conflict at all, or you lack the proper conflict resolution skills to, or um, courage, you know, or confidence. Which is a lot of people. Yeah. To like, let's just talk this through. Mm -hmm. And it is a lot of work. So you talk about something when you want to bring up something to somebody and they disagree with you, and they want to shut down and walk away or whatever. It does take very a lot of work to say, okay, I need to let them cool off, let some time pass, and then go back and reapproach and say, hey, I really want to talk this out. And if they refuse, then accepting, okay, I'm not going to budge on this, you know, boundary that I have in my life. And if you're choosing to not engage or not communicate about it or come to some form of agreement, yeah. then there's nothing I can do about it. You're allowed to make that decision. So, and it's hard to do that if you're a people pleaser and a codependent. Yeah. So in the beginning of our relationship, this was a real problem for me. Okay. So my ex, uh, because she's a special kind of crazy. So I didn't want to like upset that because, you know, I had, uh, we had kids together and I didn't want, you know, all these problems. So I did a lot of things that just was just to make her be quiet, make me leave me alone. So I just kind of allowed her to do certain things. And when Christy and I got together, you know, my ex just walking to our house with, within the house now that Christy lives in, which became our house, 
you know, I, you know, she would knock and stuff. And I know she did this stuff on purpose. Like my ex would do these things on purpose, but I wouldn't say anything. And that's a, an unhealthy boundary, right? It's because I didn't want her freaking out and me having to deal with that. So for a lot of things, I mean, a lot of things, and we can go on for stories and stories and stories, ones that Christy would probably enjoy saying. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but it was, they were, they, that was because of a lot of things, right? It was codependent issues that I have and it's people pleasing, but also because I want to avoid the crazy. And that's never a good reason. It's, we have to get good, just like Christy said, at our conflict resolution. Like it was important that I sat down, whether she's reasonable or not, and lay down a boundary. Be important, be intentional with this boundary to protect what I have. And a lot of times I think, at least for me, I feared the outcome of that. I didn't want to deal with her. I didn't think that she would ever quit. And believe me, that she has a, a large gas tank, fuel tank for drama. So I knew that it was going to be a battle and it was a battle, but it paid off very good for my family and for my wife because I was willing to do that and set that proper boundary because I sucked at it. Yeah. And if you're getting into it, I had to make a decision. I had to sit down and sit with him and be like, listen, you know, like you're still married. You're just not married. Like you guys still live together, not live together. You guys don't live together and you're not intimate together, but everything else you guys are still basic. Like she still has a husband and she still gets to go out and do whatever she wants to do. And I don't know where that leaves room for me in this picture. Like I need you to choose like us and our family and moving forward. And it's really hard to do when you have someone that's just walking into your house or like really threatening him to take, you know, custody away of the kids. If he doesn't go out to family dinners with her and his kid and her other two kids that aren't his, you know, it's just, it was crazy. Like stuff that I'm it was like, unhealthy. Yeah. The I'm boundaries like, were, were blurred. And we understand that comes with blended families. There's a lot of times this happens. A lot of times mm -hmm. this happens. I mean, what do they call it? They call it high conflict um, exes. exes, right? So high conflict exes. And a lot of times the woman, right? So it would be like in our situation to be my ex is the one that usually causes the most problems. Mm -hmm. And so it's important though that we, that you know, like your boundaries suck. It's just because the guy doesn't want to deal with it, which is nine times out of 10. doesn't mean that you need to ignore it because you're making your family suffer and especially your new spouse, you know, suffer greatly. So it's important that you don't suck at that. Well, yeah, and when it comes to you get into a blended family, it's you're choosing, especially people that are single for a long time, a lot of times they're living a single life, maybe with friends too. And so they're used to being able to go out and do whatever they want whenever mm -hmm. they want to do it. And then they start dating again and their significant other when you're getting ready to get married and things like that is saying like, hey, you know, you need to be respectful of us. A codependent and a people pleaser isn't going to say anything to that person. And then that person that they're getting ready to marry mm -hmm. may still be going out living the single life, you know, not necessarily sleeping with people, but like going out and just hanging out with the friends all the time, not spending any time with the family. And the people pleaser or the codependent is just like sitting at home, getting more and more bitter because mm -hmm. they don't want to speak up and say anything. Friends need to friends impact your marriage too. And so and there needs to be a clear, healthy boundary set as a unit for your marriage of who's going to infiltrate that boundary, you know, that's allowed because some friends can be toxic. Some family members can be toxic. Very I mean, it's very, very important to have the healthy boundaries in regards to what needs to be set for your own personal marriage, too. Yeah. So everybody's boundaries will be different. Yes. So with Christy and I, yeah, we had to sit down and see what boundaries were going to work for both of us. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot, of, even in a lot of times, people will be able to have healthy co-parenting relationships where, 
<laughs> she's like, ooh. So like maybe Christy would have gotten along with my ex and then that would really change the way the boundaries would work. Yeah. But it's important that you're honest with yourselves too. Like, you know, am I being a people pleaser? Am I being yeah. a codependent? Am I being honest about what's going on? How does my spouse really feel about it? Am I trying to say that my spouse just is unagreeable at these things? You know, like it's important that we have these difficult conversations so we can understand that we need healthy boundaries for the family, right? And that looks different for every family. It does. But the second major thing of the, probably why your boundaries suck is because you're a wimp or you lack self-confidence. The wimp is his word. Okay? Yeah, it's true, though. The lack of self-confidence is my word. And it's a wimpy way to say it. <laughs> you just need to get more confident in your decisions. And that's where it does get hard. Yep. So it's like once you make a decision... Not everyone's going to agree with your decision. And when you that gets challenged, you have to be confident and say, yeah, that is my decision that I made. And I'm sorry that you don't like it, but it is the decision that I'm sticking with. And that is very hard to do. It's very hard to do if you don't have confidence in your heart check and being confident in the decision that you made yep. and you felt it was right for God. It's right for your life. And no matter what anybody else says about it or no matter how, what anybody else feels about it, that's the boundary that you have to keep set. And if you don't have self-confidence, if you aren't going through self-healing and praying and keeping all these things, it's going to be very quick for you to crumble, crumble on those boundaries. Yeah. That's why it's really important. Like in your relationship and your marriage, when we're talking about boundaries with marriage, it's really, really, really important why you, you stay very high level communication with your spouse, especially about the boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, not just get like a lot of times what will happen is uh, the wife will get upset with the, with the husband and she won't say anything and she'll hold it in and she'll have a grudge and she'll get upset and he won't really know anything's even going on until it explodes one day. And he's like, what in the world? And it's important that we talk about like, look, you know, that was a boundary and you crossed it. And I, we need to talk about this. And it's not about being an emotional upsetness. It's about like, listen, we need to agree on the boundaries so we don't have to keep crossing this each and every time. And a lot of times it's guys are like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's no big deal. But that, a lot of times that's a wimp move. It's because you don't want to get in discussions. If you, 90% of guys, if you talk to them, they're like, oh my gosh, my wife wants to have this long discussion about something, right? But the thing is, you guys don't understand that the more often you have those discussions, the less length those discussions become. So you got to put the work in in the beginning and quit, quit being a wimp about the about having these healthy boundaries with people, especially when it is in regards to your marriage. Like, it's important that you do that. You know, Christy and I have this thing in our marriage where uh, early on in our marriage, this is a sensitive thing is we worked an event one time and we were, uh, for, to help pay for my kids, uh, for Josh's hockey. And we were serving at concessions at a concert. Right. And I was, uh, talking with people that were buying alcohol and it happened to be a bunch of women. And I, she said I was flirting and I say that I wasn't. Well, this is something that I learned and I understand better now is whether my intention was or not, doesn't matter. I crossed a boundary. There's a boundary there. So I, I was very disrespectful when it came to my wife and like, I don't need to engage in those types of conversations with other women, you know, especially out, women out there drinking and all this other stuff. Right. So I crossed a boundary, whether my intention was right or wrong, doesn't matter. It's a boundary. So and I've, I've learned that over the time. So there's certain things that I don't do now. I don't hug other people of the opposite sex. I don't do things like that. Like I, I understand the boundary and I respect my wife. And that's why I'm okay with those boundaries. 
Yeah. And the thing about that I had to say to him is a lot of people, I do think it's a wimp move too, when people were like, well, that wasn't my intent. So it's not my problem how they receive it. It is your responsibility if you even can realize the other receiver on that end thinks you're flirting with them. That's your responsibility to correct that. You know, people can't go around and be like, well, I wasn't and I don't want to. And however they think is no big deal. Like it's your responsibility to do that. And that's a wimp move not to take that you know, and embrace that. And the other thing is like, yes, women will get mad sometimes and hold things in, but nine times out of 10, we are always the one that's bringing up something to talk it through, to try to make the relationship stronger. The guys would go forever. Usually not always Uh, 99% of the time, but they would go forever without having those like, Oh, whatever, we'll get over it and move on. And so the women get frustrated from a woman's perspective, like, okay, I'm going to go a week or two because I'm really upset and I'm sick of being feeling like I'm a nag. And then finally, when we finally bring it up and the man is like, Oh, I didn't even notice. That's hurtful. Because it's like, you don't even realize that I've been upset with you. Like, how close are we in this relationship? Why do I have to be the nag all the time? Why, You know, and it's like open and honesty. It all comes down to the lack of self-confidence. It all comes down to how honest are you with yourself that you can go and have a conversation. And if both parties, whether it's a friend, the spouse, whatever, if they're honest with how they truly feel about it, like we could go into like Josh's ex and I should be able to get along. Like we should be able to co-parent and have this beautiful, fake, happy thing and pretend. And trust me, I gave it to the old college try. Like, okay, I, I was until I got more confident and honest with myself, like that's not the way it's ever going to be. No matter what she says, like, oh, you're never going to let me in all this stuff. I tried. Okay. We'll try it again. Okay. We'll try it again. Cause I am a people pleaser and I'm a codependent and I had a lot of guilt and I'm like, okay, we, we should be able to have his kid's mom at these events. Every single time it would backfire. Every single time, if you do one wrong move with her, she's an emotional basket case. She would freak out and cause a scene. So it had to get to the point where no matter what anybody else said, I was confident in the healthiest thing for our family. If we're doing something that didn't need to include everybody, we can have separate birthdays. We can have separate open houses. We can do those things for the health of the kids too. And us. You know, there's not going to be a huge scene that's created and people can be like, oh, you were jealous or, oh, you are incapable of getting along. Fine. Whatever label you need to slap on it. Fine. But this is the decision that I'm making. Yeah. And be confident about it. And be confident. And that's the whole point. Don't be a Because people wimp. can feel how they want to feel about that's, it. That's And they will feel all kinds of ways they want to feel about it. No matter what. Not everybody's going to agree with your boundaries that you're setting, no. but your boundaries isn't for them. It's for you. Right. And a lot of times people don't understand that. So don't be a wimp. About your boundaries. Number three, uh, why your boundaries suck? Because you just don't have any. You know, and this could go in both directions. You, you're the person, the yes person that just says yes to everything. Even it's good stuff. Church comes up to you. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And his motto is, if I'm capable, I should, you know? And so it's yep. just like, that's a boundary that he's had to learn to get better with that because that affects the marriage. That affects relationships. So it's like, can you, can you, can you, it's always yes, 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 yes. Or people go the opposite right way and just always say no, because you know, they don't, they don't have any boundaries. They're just like, no, 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 they don't. 
I don't know the word that I'm trying to think of for it, but the, I don't know either. You're like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to look at me. I'm just trying to figure it out for you. I'm like, I don't know. This is what we potatoes. do. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're trying to think of. Potato, tomato. <laughs> no, this is what we do. Like I'll throw out all these words and jargon. And then he'll be like, so what you're saying is, and he'll say like four words. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. That. Melt, it, melt it down that. That's what the I, statistic where they said that uh, women say like 20,000 words a day and guys say like four. <laughs> like that's that's right. It is true. OK, we're very wordy, it is. but you, it's important to have boundaries and always I, and um, not go in the wrong directions with them because that's none. That's like a people pleaser usually tries to set a boundary or a lack of self-confidence person or a wimp tries to set a boundary. Then it crumbles. Mm. Some people never even try. They're just like, no, they, they pretend like they don't need boundaries and yes, everybody needs boundaries because there's yeah. always going to be toxic people in our life, no matter what, always. And this is one thing that I've always realized in the church too. Like when, when something bad goes wrong, people don't agree with it. They leave the church. <laughs> okay. That is, you just don't know how to set healthy boundaries, right? You're just don't setting boundaries at all. You think I'm just going to go to the next church. Well, you're taking the problem with you because if you don't know how to set healthy boundaries, if you're not setting boundaries at all. You're just going to go to the next church and something's going to upset you and you're just going to have to leave and go to another one. And that's the same thing with relationships, friendships, that's everything. Like we have to understand like no boundaries is bad. Everybody has to have boundaries. Everybody mm -hmm. at all times. Like it's important that you have your own personal time. Even in like Christy gets up in the morning and she has her own personal time. She has to have those boundaries. Like no matter what, no matter how great everything's going on in your life, you still have to make time for boundaries. Don't run from them. Yeah. And I mean, just to back up a little bit, like the lack of self-confidence or a people pleaser or a codependent, we <clears throat> knew someone that um, she was dating this guy and uh, she was like, if you ever had talked to her all the way up until that point, she was like, I would never date anybody that smokes pot ever or does drugs or anything else. Never, never, never. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah. And then she starts dating this guy that she just is like head over heels in love with. And it's like, he's like, no, I'm not, I'm doing it. Like, that's my, that's like my Like it choice. or leave. Yep. Like it or leave. And so then it started, you saw it kind of, she's like, well, he doesn't do it all the time or he doesn't do it around me. And we were it's like, from the earth. <laughs> yeah, that's a plan. <laughs> so we tried to tell her, like, you have to be confident in the boundaries that you set. Like, if you tell your, yeah. if you make a, a contract with yourself or a covenant, covenant. with yourself, yes, yeah. that you're like, these are the standards that I have for the relationship that I'm going to have. You don't bend those because what you're going to find is then those non-negotiables, which are only usually a handful of non-negotiables that we have because no human is perfect about relationships and you're willing to bend on those. Those are your standards <laughs> and you're just willing to lower your standards. Yeah. And that's so what does a scary it say thing. about yourself. It does. It says nothing about yourself. It says bad things about yourself. Right. So, and a lot of times people that are watching, I do want to say this really quick. People um, that watch our podcast or reach out to Josh and I, you know, and they say, um, you know, you guys seem like you have a really strong marriage and, you know, it took years of work um, and really, just battles. But the main reason why is because we're healthy individuals. And the reason why we're healthy individuals is because we've actually went through 12 steps because both of us are recovering alcoholics. 
And we worked through the 12 step, steps to learn how to be honest with ourselves. Are we in denial? Are we being a codependent? Are there, you know, are these standards that we should set, accept the things we cannot change and change the things we can? You know, those that we became healthy for ourselves. And that is what really bridged us being able to have a healthy marriage. Yeah. And we had got a lot of knocks on the head, you know. We it. did, but it's given us character. It's given us opportunities to grow. And we yeah. look at things, we look at struggle very different today than what we used to. And I know this is kind of going on a side. It is. So I'm she sorry, brought this up. But I had to bring it up. That's what she likes to do. And that's okay though. But it's true though. You know, I, and I've said it before on other shows. I think, you know, there's two things that can fix basically all of your issues that are going on in your life. There's two things that if you focus on that will make the difference in everything. And number one is if you focus on your personal focus on your personal relationship with Jesus, and then if you focus on your own personal growth, if you can focus on those two things and really understand what how they can impact your life, everything will be different. Everything will be different because you become a healthy individual. And I can't pour into my wife unless I'm a, unless my cup's somewhat full. And the only way that fills up is with those two things, right? If I have, don't have Jesus as my personal savior, and I don't work every day harder to be like Him and follow Him. And then at the same time, want to personally develop and become a better human. You know, we have to work on those things. So yes. And that right there also will make you your boundaries. We can do a whole podcast on that though. Suck less, so which we, we should probably should. We should. All right. So the next thing on the list, number four, is you need to, and this is kind of goes along with what we just said. I, this was my point. This is Chrissy's. You need to upgrade your boundaries as you grow. Yeah. Explain that. So when you, when I, let's say I first started, um, when I was drinking, let's just start from the beginning. That's not really Back the Back in the heyday. That's the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I was drinking is really the beginning, but we can't go that far. So, you know, when I was drinking, my boundaries were, you know, basically, um, to, I was married at the time to my ex-husband and to, uh, not cheat and to not kill my kids and uh, get drunk every weekend. Basically, those are my boundaries. I, I wasn't a huge, like, anything out, like, pot smoke or anything. Um, but there were certain things that people couldn't do. You know, someone couldn't offend my kids or attack my kids or attack me type of thing. Those were boundaries that I had. But then as I started, um, I was defensive. Like, if someone had a different opinion of me, a boundary for me in that time, an unhealthy one was... Defensiveness. Defensiveness. Like, you're not allowed to disagree with me. Then as I started to quit drinking um, and tried to get healthy, boundaries for me were, and these were healthy ones at the time, boundaries for me were like we couldn't even go, like if we went down to his sister's house, which his sister and her husband, they, they're not alcoholics. You know, they socially drink. They would have a birthday party for their son or something. As far and as we know. We would go and of course they would invite their friends, you know, that all have the small little kids, our kids, you know, they're a lot younger than our kids. Yeah. And so other people would come over, we would be there, we'd be celebrating. Other people would come over into his sister's house and they'd be bringing alcohol. And I had to look at him and he'd be like, do we need to leave? Yes, we need to leave. That's a boundary. Like I couldn't even be around it at his sister's house or something like that. Yeah, it made you uncomfortable. It made me super uncomfortable. Yeah. And so those were boundaries that I had. And then the more I start to get sober, the more I start to um, get grow with God mm -hmm. and really get deep roots in him, my boundaries come are way more healthy. Like there's certain things like, okay, if you're a toxic, if you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing, um, I really don't like cussing. I really don't. It's, it's 
yeah, I don't know. That's a boundary for me. Like I can't just be sitting around talking to people that just drop in cuss words all the time because I really want to protect my ears. Josh and I, um, when we we were really healthy Christians, and I would say we were Christ followers, we yeah. watched um, movies. We'd watch all these comedies and literally would have no qualms about it at all. And then the deeper and the deeper rooted we got with God, we both started getting convicted about some of the movies would show nudity in it, mm -hmm. you know, girls breasts and all this stuff. And as we were like, whoa, whoa, well, we have to be honest and aware that, okay, God's calling us to a new level. We have to change our boundaries yep. now. They have to get more Bible thumpy. If you want people to, that are going to call you that, like, are you serious? You guys are Bible pump you know, thumpy or your prudes, we have to be like, is our relationship like extra healthy? Is our relationship like a lot more solid than the majority of marriages that we know? Is our relationship like to that level? God's taking us to another level, another level. Do we want to go there? Or are we going to allow people telling us things or making fun of us or making side remarks, keep us from what God has called us to do. And that's what upgrading your boundaries is because mm -hmm. God's going to take you to other levels. As you grow with him, your boundaries need to adjust to that. And your life gets actually better, not worse. Now, I think a lot of times what happens and Chrissy can, I know will agree with this is that a lot of times when we change, is we feel like we've given up enough. Like we don't want, I don't want to give up any more, you know, indulgence. That's how I feel about Coke Zero and aspartame. Okay. Right. We're just rubbing on our gums now. Right. <laughs> we love it. But, you know, I think that's what we do. And we have to really, when we, we start to understand the conviction on our hearts, the way God works, which is, this is a fine example. I remember years ago, someone said something about how do you feel about tattoos and what the Bible says about oh, tattoos. Yeah. And you kind of go through all that. Right. And it's like, well, you know, this person thinks this way and the interpretation is this way. And I'm not going to get into all that. But my point is, is, you know, Christy looked right at the person and says, well, I don't know. Do you feel convicted that you shouldn't have them? Then you shouldn't have them. But if you don't feel convicted of that, then don't. And I think that is an, is an understanding of yourself as you grow. And you have to be honest with yourself, right? Like I'm growing and Christy and I would sit on the couch and watch these movies. And all of a sudden we were like, we really shouldn't be watching this, right? Like, like I'm getting uncomfortable and I've never been uncomfortable before. Like, right. why am I uncomfortable? Is right. it because I want to see what's on the screen? That has nothing to do with it. It had everything to do with, this is making me uncomfortable and the Holy Spirit's trying to tell me something. Am I going to obey that or am I going to fight through it because I feel like it, I'm not giving up anything else? You know, like, no, I've given up enough. I've stopped drinking. I've stopped partying. I've stopped cussing. I've stopped all these things. Well, no, that means I'm growing. And being honest with ourselves about our personal growth also means we need to be honest with the way that our boundaries work around that. And that includes people. I mean, I, I would say that I'm friends with nobody that I used to be friends with, you know, 12 years ago. And that's not because they're bad people. It has nothing to do with them mm. as people, right? They were all great people. They mm. really were. But they made different choices than what I make now. You know, and it's really funny because uh, I don't I don't really cuss anymore. No, I'm not saying I don't slip up every once in a while when I get yeah. super upset. I'm not perfect by any means. But I try really hard not to do that stuff. Yeah. But Seven, eight years ago, if I would have told you I would have been a guy that doesn't use every other word, isn't the F word, I would have laughed and said, that's a joke. Like, why? It's because God's growing me and I'm choosing to change my boundaries with that. I'm making a valid choice. And we have to do that because if we don't, those boundaries, if they don't change, will keep us from continuously growing. They have to work. They work in unison together. They really do. Yeah. And I used to cause all the time. I used to cuss all the time and I still will have yeah. slip ups when I get really upset um, now and then. And every time that I do it, I really feel like convicted to be like, that was a test. 
And you failed. And you failed. So that the next F and test. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the next time, I really hate that part. I really do. Um, but the next time that you get super upset or super emotional about something, let's see if you can control your emotions that time. And that's the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit and God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he's like, oh, you failed. You know, you're going to hell. You know, type of thing. Right. It's, it's okay. It's grace. And, you know, he knows we're human and we have emotions and to give another chance and another chance and another chance. But that's something that we have to remember about the people um, when we're upgrading our boundaries. I have friends um, that I hadn't been around in. In a long time that, you know, claim they're Christians and then I'll get around them. Um, and I don't, we don't see them that often and they'll cost or, um, they'll be talking about other people. Like even I, this is my opinion and this is just for me in our relationship. I don't talk about any other man being attractive. She I bet don't, not. <laughs> I don't allow myself to look at my other men that way. And believe it or not, that is something that either you allow yourself to do or you allow yourself to not five, do. Five seconds. Or what do you have, like three seconds or something that... I don't know. You look away. Protect your eyes. Yes. But you... Even if... Like, I, I just don't. Like, I don't look at other men that way. It's just... It's not something that I do. I don't care if they're famous. I don't care if they're an actor. I don't care. I don't allow it because that to me starts the small compromise to then be able to look at strangers on the street that people will talk about or, and then the next thing you know, it's a friend and you're like, Oh, you know, I, you can't, it's just the small compromises. And a lot of times you'll be around people that say that they're a Christian or things like that. And you can't judge them. Like I'm not judging them because maybe they haven't been convicted about it yet. Maybe that's not something that God has brought, you know, open to their eyes, Mm -hmm. but it has been something that has brought up to mind. And that has been a standard and a compromise, um, and a boundary for myself that I don't allow myself to do. I mean, just the other day, um, I was at one of my, um, independent living communities, and uh, a couple of the, all the employees were talking about watching this movie or something. And one of the care managers was like, oh, I'd watch that movie all day because of that actor. Am I right? You know? And I'm like, like that. Like, I won't engage in those types of conversations because mm-hmm. I don't want to even have my thought process go down that road. Mm-hmm. Josh and I have talked about it many times. You have to protect your ears. What are you putting in your ears? What music are you listening to? What um, TV shows are you listening to? What words are going into your ears? That's very, very vital because that your mind controls you know, where your body goes. Eventually, it's going to go in the direction of whatever you're thinking. It does. Look at how often we eat cookies. Okay, and we know we shouldn't eat cookies. I had some last night. You had chips last night, I thought. And then I had cookies. So you start thinking about it. Being honest. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Sorry. Your brain starts going like you start. Like once I start thinking about, see, now this is bad. Because now once I start thinking about Dairy Queen strawberry shortcake or strawberry cheesecake blizzard. Oh, boy. Eventually, I will think about it and think about it and think about it. In three or four days, I'll end up getting one. Yeah. Praise you know? Jesus. <laughs> right. Yeah. So where your mind goes, the body will eventually follow. So you need to make sure that you protect that and go. Okay. Sarah's like, that banana cake, Sarah. The banana cake. I still have some. You should come get it. 
come get the banana oh cake. Oh my gosh. No, it is true though, right? So we have to understand that, you know, we want our boundaries to change. And a lot of times the people around us will make us feel guilty and bad about this when we are trying to upgrade and do things better and grow stronger. That's what I love about the Christian community though, yeah. is if you get around healthy people that are really wanting to continuously grow within their walk with Jesus, they're going to understand that those things are going to change. But sometimes those people you have to put a boundary around and then they don't like that because they're maybe being a little more toxic in a way than what you are, what you can't handle. And they're not ready to understand that. And those are the tough decisions we have to make. Those are hard things, but we have to be respectful to what God's trying to do inside of our lives and understand like, Hey, you know, we need to set boundaries. <laughs> Try the strawberry cheesecake extreme shake at the new Kersley cone. <laughs> Crap. Now I want a banana cake. <laughs> But you know where we live, so you can drive over and get it. She's so funny. Oh, Mark, you're funny. But it is important, right? We have to understand our boundaries. Uh, you know, to get a healthy boundary, when we continue to grow, those can change. You know, just because you made a boundary five years ago doesn't mean it's going to be the same boundary five years from now. So no, something. Important. So the, one of the things that I have really grown into in my Christian walk is I want people, I want people to sl slingshot past me in their growth if they engage if they need to so it's like you know if they're coming up and they see some strength in me and they're back here and they reach out to me and latch on to me and i can offer them some strength and then all of a sudden god like just springboards them yep. ahead of me i love that like i want to see people just go far exceed for two reasons it's very joyful it's a privilege to be able to see what god does in people's lives but it also keeps my fire going to keep going. That's right. Turn on the afterburners. Maybe I've really, you know, got compromised or got lazy. I think I've reached, you know, the level. Yep. And then someone surpasses me and I'm like, woo. And then God's like, yeah, you need to go. Keep going mm -hmm. type of thing. So we should be cheering each other on. We should be wanting people to be setting and upgrading their boundaries and growing and growing and growing and yeah. getting better. Yeah, we shouldn't be offended by that. We should look at it as an opportunity for us to be encouraged. No, the worst thing to be is around someone that is just, they struggle with pride. That's one of the very hardest things to be around when they're just like, um, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm fine. I'm fine. But you're actually like stepping on people's hearts to like on the way, like, okay, like that's not, do a heart check person. Get your heart checked up. <laughs> so the very final thing, the number five, you don't know what a boundary oh, yeah. is. That's Christy. no. Yeah, you don't know what a boundary is. That's basically what I was just saying. Mm -hmm. I jumped ahead. She doesn't do that often. No. Only mad. usually once or twice per show. Yeah. <laughs> it but, is true, but like, why is your boundary suck, right? It says you don't know what a boundary is. Yeah, and those are the people that like, we have to be very careful as humans because we'll go from one extreme to the other. So, like, I talked about the yes person before. So they have no boundaries at all, and they're just like, yes, I can do everything, and I'm Superman, and just keep asking me, and I'm the hero, and mm -hmm. I will get there, and I will handle it all. And then all of a sudden they crush and they crumble, and then th they'll turn into, like, all I did was all this stuff and give, give, give to everybody. No more. Nope. None. Bitter. I'm always saying no. I'm not going above and beyond. If I have to look at my schedule, if I can't fit it into this certain thing, I'm not flexible. Everything's no all the time. And that is like self selfish and inward focus. If we're always like, well, I didn't feel like doing it, so I'm not going to do it because, you know, it's my boundary. That's 
immature. It's not healthy. No, it's immature. Yeah. It's actually being immature. And that's a wimpy move. That's a wimpy move. It's like you always can't be doing things that you want to do. God has called us to go outside of our comfort zones and things outside of our comfort zones are things that we usually don't want to do. So when you're like, I don't feel like serving that night or I don't really feel like maybe you should. Now, if you're the person that's been doing it seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and all you're doing is at the church and your family is suffering, fine. Yes, of course you have the backwards boundary, but if you're only always doing things you only want to do, yeah. If you're never the person that's going out and, and doing something for a friend at an inconvenient time, or you're fitting something into your schedule for someone else, or you're giving back for someone or doing something that you really don't have time for to really show people the love of God, mm. you really need to decide on what type. When's the last time you did something for somebody else? That's the honesty part for mm-hmm. yourself. Are you the one that people are always doing stuff for? And you're never doing stuff for anybody else. I mean, be honest with yourself about that. You you need to be like, okay, you're the taker in that. And that's a person that's really inward focused. Yeah. And they don't, they're not truly understanding what a boundary really truly is. They, no, they're, they're being, pretending. They're right. They're doing what's convenience. They're doing almost like this convenient boundary thing. Like, oh no, I can't do that. I'm a, you know, I don't know. I don't do any of that stuff. It's a boundary. And it's not though. And it's selfishness though. You know, Christy, when we were coming up with these points yesterday and talking through them, she had a really hard time trying to articulate exactly what she was trying to say, but she kept saying the word selfish. You know, that's what she was trying to say with this point. And it is, that's exactly what it is. It's, you know, we manipulate things to say that though, no, this is a boundary. Oh no, no, that's a boundary. Oh no, this is a boundary. In all reality, yeah. just being completely selfish about things, you're not being honest and open about it. It's like the serving thing she was saying, you know? In a lot of ways, we do that, right? Uh, uh, I'm not appropriate for that. I'm not a good fit for that. No, you're not. You're putting up a boundary right now, saying that it's a boundary, when in all reality, it's really not one. Uh, You're just being selfish with your time or whatever it is. And that is another really good point she makes along with this, though, is that we don't like, we only like to do the things we like to do. And we really try to build our lives. Like we live this YOLO that's going on, right? Like you only live once type of attitude. And it's like, you know, I gotta look out for me. I gotta look out for number one. You know, I only gotta do things that make me happy. Nobody's going to make me happy. And we live that way. And when we do that, we're constantly just making boundaries in the way that work for us when they're not true boundaries. Cause a good boundary works both ways in all reality. That's relationships. Yeah, in all reality. It works both ways. It helps on both sides of the boundary. It really honestly does. Even if it feels like the other person doesn't like your boundary, it doesn't mean that it's not good for them because I've seen where people put up boundaries and the other person's unhappy with it and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to back off on my boundary then and then you end up being mean to the other person or overly aggressive or short or nasty or whatever. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to be this way towards you. Like I'm trying to set this boundary to protect you and me. I don't want to be frustrated with you all of the time. I don't want to be mad at you all of the time. You know, like I don't want that and you don't deserve that Mm -mm. just because you're not acting and doing the way that I, that I expect of myself. That's an unfairness if I don't put a boundary there. So that's just the same thing. Like we have to understand what a boundary is and then be honest with ourselves, whether we're actually doing that or not. And to, it is, when we are healthy individuals, that's what really affects our marriages too. So about, um, you don't know what a boundary is. A lot of times Josh and I fell into this a little bit 
where we were so busy all the time doing like sports with our, you know, kids sports. We were working, we had to um, work out like when we were get before we got married, we were working out like five days a week. Like our schedule was so full. But if you really looked at our schedule, our schedule didn't include anything relationship wise. It was doing stuff all the time, yep. like taking kids to sporting events and things like that. So then when we got invited to um, like a family event, like a birthday party or um, on either side, we would literally be like, we're just so tired or we, this is our only, you know, day that we don't have anything to do. We really don't want to go. We would really talk about like, what would God want though? Like God really wants relationships. God really wants us to be, to focus on what's important. Working out really isn't important. Like if to do it like one or two days a week to be healthy. Yeah. But when you are getting like, when you are sacrificing relationships in your life for anything, your marriage, your kids and your family and your friends, just to do only a hundred percent of the time, the things that you want to do yeah. that's selfishness. That's, <clears throat> that's being inward focused and going to church is actually one of those things. Like you should be gathering. It's one day a week. Yeah. It's one day. I mean, when I was growing up, it was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, vacation Bible school during the summer. Like it was all the time. And the, and the American church nowadays isn't even asking for that. It's like online anymore. Yeah. And that's sad all on its own because we really do got it for relationship. We should be gathering together <clears throat> yeah. because that's what fills you back up to go back out in the world. Yeah. And that's upgrading a boundary for yourself. Like if you're a 2.5er Christian where you only go to church on Sundays on average of two and a half times per month because yeah. you're just like, oh, I'm doing this or I'm doing that or whatever, then that's not good. It's not good. Your marriage needs to be priority in your life. And it can't be if you're unhealthy as an individual. Yeah. If you can't don't know how to set proper boundaries for yourself, if you have any of these points, your marriage can't be as healthy as it needs to be because you're not healthy. Yeah. So we just want to recap real quick, run back through them, just not to re-talk about them all, but just to run through. Oh, okay. we can. Five. <laughs> Number one, uh, people pleaser or a codependent, right? These are reasons why your boundaries suck. Number two, lack of self-confidence or you're just being a wimp about your boundaries. Number three, because you don't have any, right? Because you just don't have any yeah. boundaries set up in your life. Number four, uh, you haven't upgraded your boundaries when you're growing, okay? And it's important that we do that. We have to do that. Number five, you don't even know what a boundary is, right? You just pretend that whatever it is that's convenient for you, whatever serves you selfishly is considered a boundary at the time. And you're not forcing yourself to really set up true, healthy boundaries. So those are the five things that we have of why the boundaries that you are currently having right now, they just pretty much suck. And what you can do about it. I mean, we have to make sure that we're putting forth a foot each and every day, even if it's a small little baby step in the way that we grow. And boundaries are part of that. All parts of our lives need healthy boundaries. Even the cookies mm. that I ate at 11 o'clock last night. Like I got to have healthy boundaries. I've done, I have been doing very, very good. And last night was the first night that I have in probably six months went and got cookies and I was super ashamed of it, uh, like all morning long, all day long. Like I feel that, right? And it's because it's an unhealthy boundary. And I had an opportunity now to say it because I actually forgot about it. I was going to tell Christy about it, but I forgot, you know, but it's important, right? We have to have healthy boundaries. Well, okay. And talking about all this, it's, it's very important to have grace with yourself. Okay. So like if you're doing the best you can, you actually are trying and you're being honest about where you're at and what you're setting when you don't get it right, 
It's okay. Try again. It's always it's, try again. Yeah, it's you can't just be like, oh, I suck. You know, my boundaries suck. I suck. Everything sucks. Like, you can't be that That's way. That's a selfish like, move too, though. Yeah, like we like we were saying earlier, we may be good consistently on four of these things, but we're really inconsistent on five. Or maybe we're inconsistent all the time on all five. Maybe 50% of the time we're good because that's emotional. That's yep. emotional boundary setting, doing it in the moment. And, um, you know, do not be tossed away uh, around like waves on the sea. The Bible mm -hmm. says like he... God wants us to have those healthy boundaries and not be blown all over the place whenever the winds get strong, you know, and hard. Mm -hmm. He wants our roots to be deep in him, build our foundation on the rock and yep. um, make sure that we're healthy, having good. And I think boundaries has gotten to be a really bad word. I think it's thrown around and it's not really it's misconstrued. Used. Yeah, it's not really used right. Yeah. And important to have boundaries for yourself and boundaries for your marriage. You guys as a couple need to have boundaries on what are you going to allow. Friendships will affect what how your marriage is going. Without a doubt. In-laws will affect how your marriage is going. You know, kids will affect how your marriage is going. So true. So you need to make exes. sure that your, yeah, exes will affect how your marriage is going. Like you really need to make sure and without apology, make sure this is good first. Yep. And that's it. Your job will affect the boundaries so of your true. marriage. You know, so you need to make sure that this is going first. And understand that it does, it, you know, how she said it is it takes time, right? We have some forgiveness, but always be moving in the right direction. You know, we always talk about it's it's about progress, not perfection. Like we don't have to make this perfect. Like Christy, we mentioned these five things, right? I mean, Christy's good at all of these things all of the time. I try really hard to be good at some of them. You know, no, I'm kidding. But, you know, she's not great at everything all the time. But, oh, right. So there we go. Her tear almost fell off. But the point is, is that, you know, you have to understand, don't use it as an excuse to say, oh, well, I'm just suck at that part. No. Like, I suck yeah. at it. What can I do to get better at it? Like, how can I, how can I get someone to help, like, you know, challenge me and support me in this situation? You know, be open and honest with your spouse. Like, you know, yeah, I went and I indulged in something that I didn't really want to indulge in last night. Like, shame on me if I don't tell anybody. Like, I need to say it. I want to be held accountable. And we have to look at that with our boundaries as well. We have to have boundaries on all parts of our lives. All parts. Emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. Like, we have to be held accountable for all of our things that are going on, especially with boundaries. So, mm -hmm. anything else you want to say before we shut it down? Mm -mm. No, you good? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, please hit the share button. Share it. Really share it do. out. Go we do. in the Facebook universe. Also, we want to let you know, perfectlyblendedevent.com. If you are interested in having us come and share our blend framework with your church, we would love to do that. We had a perfectly blended event that we did this year, a couple months ago. And uh, that's uh, something that we can do for your church. We would love to. Hey, we know that blended family... Ministry is far in between, but it is such a huge need. So perfectlyblendedevent.com. Check us out. Okay. Bye. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.